What's up, everybody? It's the Hoop Life with Sean the Sean podcast. I'm your host, Sean B. Taylor. And I'm your host, Sean C. Taylor, coming to you live with another episode, episode 23 of season 2, Point God versus Greek God. Oh, man. We struggled coming up with this title, right? Right. But then when we got it, it was like, oh, that's it. Because the Suns started off, and we jumping into the finals, right? Mm-hmm. They started off 2-0, looking just like they're going to steamroll the Bucks. Right. The Bucks said, nah. They came back on the last three. That's right. Right? And then are now up 3-2, playing in game six tonight at 9 o'clock mm-hmm. at home. Right. And this could cement Giannis as a Greek god, from the Greek freak to the Greek god. Mm-hmm. But if Chris Paul turns it around... Right. And they can win the next two games, then he stamps himself as a point god. Of course. Right? Mm-hmm. So we always talk about how when they talk about the, the who's on the Mount Rushmore, and we've said that's a, a bad analogy. You should use Mount Olympus instead of Mount Rushmore, right? Because mm-hmm. once you attain a certain level, then you get to go up there with the other Olympian gods. Right. Right? So the Zeus, the Apollo, and all that. Mm-hmm. In this case, the Jordan, the LeBron, the Kobe, the Will, the Bill Russell, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And again, whoever wins this series, I think, secures their place on Mount Olympus. What do you think about it? I mean, probably somewhere up there. I mean, maybe for Giannis. I mean, he's got to finish out his career. He's still really young. True. So I think that he's still got to finish it out. He still has a couple years to go. We need to see what happens going forward. Right. Um, And then he can officially be, be up there maybe. Right. But, um, yeah, we're just going to have to see that because you can't. You know, I get it. Like, he might win a championship and a finals MVP, and he has two MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year. Like, that's that's a pretty insane resume. Yeah, but hold on. Let me jump in because you brought it to my attention. You said that if Giannis wins the finals this year and finals MVP, mm. he could have the most impressive resume of a 26-year-old ever. I mean, yeah. And I'm like, man, so so late, what what are his accomplishments again? Lay those out because they're pretty extensive. Uh, think... Two MVPs, Defense Player of the Year. He might even have a most improved. He might. He, he, he might. He might, right? Um, and then he might have a championship after this year with a Finals MVP because if they win, then right. he's he going to be Finals MVP. Right. So he's going to be one of only a handful of players to win back-to-back regular season MVPs, right? Mm-hmm. Then he's already... So he's already established that. He's already established himself as one of only a handful of players to win... MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same season. Right. I think it's maybe like two or three people, like Jordan, maybe Hakeem, mm-hmm. and like Giannis, right? Yeah. And then to win a championship and what he's been averaging? Yeah. With yeah. that monster oop he caught last game over Chris Paul and that monster block he had against Aiden, mm-hmm. like two games before that? Oh, you right, Sean. I mean, he got to finish out his career, but... He's got to be up there. Like, yeah, this dude is insane, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's just the only reason I say you got to finish out his career is because he's 26. And it's like, you never know. Right. You you never know what could happen. Right, right. That's um, true. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, like, he's 26 years old. And, you know, your career can just kind of take a turn for the worse. And right. not to look on the downside, but... Who knows? Maybe like a super, t- a super team forms right over the next couple of years. Or Brooklyn gets healthy. Brooklyn right? get Brooklyn gets healthy. Yeah. Uh, what if the Lakers bounce back and you know LeBron, you know, kind of like bounces like bounces back in a way because you know people are starting to say you know he's probably getting a little bit older. But right. what if LeBron's like 
nah, I'm still right, right. LeBron James. Yeah. Like, AD's healthy. Like, it's a lot of things. Like, because there's a lot of teams that got injured this season. Right. And I feel like it would have looked a lot different. The playoffs would have looked a lot different. Right. If um, those teams never got injured. Right. I think that, you know, especially the Clippers as well. You got to look at them. Right. Because, you know. Sorry, everyone. We had a mild interruption courtesy of young Zara, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the six-year-old Tornado. Right. right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you were saying, Sean, about uh, Giannis needing to finish out his career and other teams possibly reemerging going forward. Yeah, because, you know, I, I think I had left off with the Clippers. The Clippers, you know, like they looked um, almost resurgent away from last year, you mm-hmm. know, when they got upset in the second round. And then, you know, Kawhi had went out and, you know, they was in the Western Conference Finals. And they put up a bit of a better fight than I thought they would against Phoenix. I thought that Phoenix might have been looking at back-to-back sweeps, honestly. Right, right. But then um, Paul George was kind of like, nah. And the Clippers were <laughs> right. like, nah. Reggie Jackson. Right. Um, Pat Bev played some very good defense against um, Devin Booker. Yeah. I honestly feel like he kind of brought Booker back down to earth because Booker would have probably, I think he may have still been cooking. Yeah, that's a good point. If not, and uh, yeah, and I'm not sure if this is true, but I feel like Paul George may have been playing point guard when Kawhi got injured. Um, like in that series, you mean against Utah? In that series, yeah, and he looks like really good playing a point guard. If, yeah, if he was, um, and all I know is that just you know, they kind of looks like a really good team together. Right. So I think that you know if if these teams can come back next year healthy. And, you know, no one's injured, then I think that, you know, that will change stuff up a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, Giannis, like I said, I, I think that he can't get there. Yeah. No, so. I mean, and I kind of fell into the trap with a recency bias by saying if he wins it, he's definitely up on the Mount Olympus, right? Mm-hmm. But when you when you really laid it out, the things that he's done, I was like, dang, I for, I like kind of forgot that Giannis had done so much, even though it was only in the past couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is an impressive resume for such a young person, right? Right. Um, and so we've talked about it at length during the games. His growth, like mentally, has been a lot of fun to watch because mm-hmm. he just seems very, very focused. But also from an on-court standpoint, right? Right. You and I have been yelling all year, if not for multiple seasons, Giannis should not be bringing the ball up the court. Mm-hmm. And to... Coach Bud's credit, he has stopped Giannis from bringing the ball up the court, really, mm-hmm. right? Or at least initiating the offense. He's got Holiday doing that, Middleton doing it. Um, and they're entering the ball to him at the high post or in the short corner mm-hmm. or on the block. And that has just been devastating, Phoenix, because his motor. I, I saw in a recent article that Giannis has said a couple years ago he wanted to be a new school Shaq. And mm-hmm. he wasn't playing like Shaq. He was trying to play like Kevin Durant. Now he's starting mm. to play like Shaq. Where yeah. He's catching the ball 15 feet in, and he's just, he's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Unstoppable. So, um, but I think, like you said, the the jury will still be out. He still has a lot of basketball, hopefully, left to play. And, uh, you know, hopefully he can remain healthy because this guy has really emerged, possibly, as the face of the league going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you said it yesterday. You're like, he could be the, if he wins his championship, you say you stamped him as the best player in the league. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be the best player in the league. Um, I think that, you know, Phoenix has played very good defense all throughout the playoffs, and they've just straight up shown that they can't guard Giannis. And it's like, you know, especially when you're not taking a lot of jump shots like that. Yeah. 
yeah. you know, then it's like it's really hard to stop. Um, there's been no player that on Phoenix that has really been successful in guarding him individually, and there's only like about like four that I could name that could possibly slow him down a little bit. Um, or that I've seen slow him down a little bit. Right. So I think that really it's just like, you know, I think that Giannis is just really kind of starting to, like, just really play with, like, a lot of urgency and, like, really start to play with heart. Yeah. And I think that that going forward is going to really, you know, be the Bucks' motor. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's going to kind of be, I don't know, kind of like the league's motor. Like, he's really going to, you know be that guy right you know soon i feel like so i think that it's only really a matter of time wow so yeah i mean because i told you i said you know obviously i know and all the listeners know how big of a lebron fan you are mm-hmm. so i'm like for one season for next season right if you were to say you could have lebron or Giannis, i'm not sure i'm taking Giannis over him but mm-hmm. if you said okay i'm gonna give one one of these players a max contract five years right Going mm-hmm. forward, obviously, I'm taking Giannis because he's so much younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's very fitting that with the NBA Africa celebrating this inaugural season this year mm-hmm. and Giannis being the Greek freak, but he's African, right, mm-hmm. where he's originally from, um, I think you might be right. He could real, really be the face of the NBA on the international level. Um, yeah. He's really emerged as being that good. Mm-hmm. And so then on the flip side, though, Giannis is the Greek god. Mm-hmm. Then you have Chris Paul, who is... The point guard, right? Right. Who has been the consummate point guard for his generation for the last 10 years, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're talking about pure point guards, mm-hmm. if the, you can draw a direct line from maybe you got like a Steve Nash, then you got Chris Paul. Right. Taking over that torch, right? Mm-hmm. And we pulled up Chris Paul's accomplishments, 11-time All-Star, 6-time Steals champ, 9-time All-Defensive player. Yeesh. 2013 All-Star Game MVP, four-time assist champ, 10 times All-NBA, 05-06 All-Rookie Team, 05-06 Rookie of the Year. Mm. I mean, that's just, this guy, and people talk about two-way players. They talk about Kawhi, they talk about Giannis, Mm. they talk about Prime LeBron. People don't talk about Chris Paul enough, I feel like, right? Right. But with that said, these last couple of games, he's looked human. Mm-hmm. He's looked human, so what would you would you credit that to him slowing down because he's getting up there in age? Would you credit that to the Bucks defense and the adjustments they're making? Like what are you seeing when you you've seen these last three losses? Well, defensively the Bucks definitely switched something up right. that had been probably working for a pretty long time for Phoenix. And now it's kinda of hard for them to figure something out. But uh, can you pinpoint what that is though? Well well the the high screen. That right. They run. The high okay. screen. The Bucks finally made the adjustment. Right. And, you know, they're guarding that and um Phoenix, you know, just they they can't really get that to work anymore because right. I like Drew Holiday has just been great defensively. Yeah. And I've said it all series that, you know, no matter how bad he's playing on offense, Yeah, um, you did say that. I'm like he he just has to play because, you know, if he's not playing, then I just don't really know what you're going to do with Chris Paul and Devin Booker at the same time. Right, right. Um, speaking of Devin Booker, um, Peter Tucker's also been doing a great job guarding him. Yeah. And Middleton. Middleton. Yeah. yeah. Him as well. So I think that the Bucks are finally starting to make Chris Paul feel very uncomfortable. Right. And he's usually really good at dictating the pace and playing at his own speed. No one right. can really speed Chris Paul up. Right. Is what it usually seems like. But 
the Bucks are kind of like, no, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna play to the pace that we want you to play, right. and you know, we're gonna force you to make mistakes. Right, and we're not gonna let you just roam around freely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that I mean, that's a great point, son. The way they're guarding that high ball screen because it's that that double high ball screen, which is a new newer phenomenon in the NBA. I'm um, in ba- in basketball in general, right? When I was growing up, I never had a double ball screen right right um but it can create a lot of problems if you don't rotate properly mm-hmm. and especially if the defender on the second ball screener is weak mm-hmm. like with in milwaukee's case it was brooke lopez mm-hmm. they were getting him switched out to chris paul or devin booker and they were just having a field day with him mm-hmm. right but also like you said drew holiday has been great defensively mm-hmm. even when he hasn't shot well he's been great defensively and he's been picking chris paul up if not full court, three quarters court. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, he's making them uncomfortable. And something that we both noticed in the it was either last game or the game before, Chris Paul is bringing the ball up. Drew Holiday's pressuring him, and by the time Chris Paul gets to half court, he already has his back turned to mm-hmm. Drew Holiday. You're not going by anybody with your back turned. Right. And shout out to my my Bruin partner Jamil from Black Viking Bruin. He uh he said that very succinctly earlier when we had a meeting. He said, you're not going by anyone with your back turned, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the same thing with LeBron in this sense, not to throw any shots at LeBron, but when people are like, oh, LeBron is just as good now as he was 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, he might be just as good to a certain extent, but there's no way you have that same motor. Because yeah. Chris Paul 10 years ago, you could try to pressure him, but he was so quick. Mm-hmm. And had so much energy that I feel like he's just running around that easy. Right. But he is 35, almost 36 years old. Oh, I'm sorry, 36 years old. And it's like, he you he can't do it at the same level and sustain that. Yeah, it's like, you know, for, for people to say, I didn't know that people were saying that. Like, LeBron might, you know, have a little more wisdom and, you know, be a little more knowledgeable. Right. And, you know, Chris Paul, same thing. You know, they're they're veterans now. Right, right. But it's like, you know, that de- like, definitely, just definitely not. Like, right. you know, he, <laughs> right. he, like, he's a point guy. LeBron is he one is. of the best players of all time. Right. You're talking about LeBron in his prime. I'm not even sure if the Suns would get past the Lakers if LeBron was in his prime, even with AD out. No. Like, no, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, so it's no. like, you know, you can't really say something like that, first of all, you know, and second of all, just kind of like back to what I said, you know, you or what my dad said, you're not getting by anyone with your back turned. Right. I see them um kind of getting Chris Paul to that sideline a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. You know, they are. Yeah, and, you know, that's where they're kind of trapping him. They're, ma- they're making someone else make the plays. Right, and, exactly. You know, when Chris Paul is not controlling that offense – they're not nearly as good as they can be. Right. And I, I think the Bucks are just forcing them to play. I'm. They're forcing them to have someone else make the plays. Right. They're forcing them. Or they're making it so they can't play at the level that they were playing against some other teams. So right. I think that it's just a matter of the Bucks, you know, just playing really good defense. And now really great individual defenders. Right. Um, Giannis has shown that he is one. Man. Um. Yeah, um, Drew Holiday, P.J. Tucker. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Milton has stepped up this series. Yes. And I think that they're just kind of playing harder than the Suns. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And I feel like they're playing, and not that the Suns aren't professionals, because they obviously are, right? Mm-hmm. And they could still come back and win this this series, right? Right. But the Bucks are really playing like a bunch of professionals. 
Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is they're not making a lot of mistakes in these last three wins, at least, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're you could tell that they're reading the scouting report, they're watching film. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said earlier, Coach Bud has made some great adjustments. I've been very critical of him, mm-hmm. but he's made some great adjustments um, to kind of harken back to him winning those championships as a Spurs assistant. Mm-hmm. And so it's like they're. Devin Booker's getting 40, but he's working for all 40 of those points. Right. And I think he had like 40, how many points did he have last game? 41, 42 maybe? He had 42 last game, and in the game before that, he had 40. Right. So, but like you said, though, they're, the Bucks are fine with that because they're mm-hmm. like, okay, you got to make the plays. Devin Booker's making the, the points, but he's not necessarily making the plays. Right. Because he's not getting a lot of assists. Mm-hmm. He's not getting to the free throw line a lot. He's not getting a lot of rebounds. He's just scoring. Of course, you need points, right? Mm -hmm. But they have disrupted CP and, by extension, disrupted the Suns' offense and not allowed him to set the table for other people. Mm -hmm. Because even someone like uh, DeAndre Aiden or Mikkel Bridges, right? Mm -hmm. They, like, had... I think DeAndre Aiden had a big game one. Mikkel Bridges had a big game two. Mm -hmm. Neither one of them has really gone off since. DeAndre Aiden's playing really good defensively and rebounding, Mm -hmm. right? But he's not getting a lot of points. Mm, and he had twenty last game. Did he? Yeah, he had twenty last game. Dang. He, the the Suns. That blew up my whole point then. Yeah, the Suns whole <laughs> big three. They combined for eighty one points. Um, Chris Paul, um, Booker, and Aiton combined okay. for eighty one points. But the um Bucks combined for eighty eight. Got you. Okay then. Yeah, because Chris Paul still had twenty one points last yeah. game. There were just long stretches where he didn't really do anything. Yeah. So you know. That leads us kind of to our next point about CP3 getting memed, right? Like, how crazy is that? One of the best point guards, best players of all time has a game where he's not killing Mm -hmm. or has a couple games where he's not killing, and now he's getting memed? Like, that's ridiculous, right? Yeah. I mean, that's really just what it's gotten to at this point of humanity. (laughs) Um, You see it a lot with our best of the best players, Giannis. LeBron, a, a lot of LeBron, um, KD, right. um, over the past couple of years, especially because of the decision he made to join the Warriors, you 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 really just see it with everyone, right? Like you just see it <laughs> right. with everyone. You'll see different types of stuff, like you know, apparently, according to Damian Lillard himself, he hasn't really said much about leaving the Trailblazers, right? He just right. wants them to make changes. It's like, oh, like. Dame said he was going to this place, that right. place. Right, a lot like, of speculation. Yeah, a lot of speculation that turns into, oh, he said this, and right. it's just not true. Right, right. So I think that at this point, like, it's just, there's just a lot of trolls out there. Right. There's a lot of, <laughs> right. there's, there's a lot of media out there, too. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a ton of um, internet and social media out there yeah. just to, to be used. So, you know, people definitely do use it and sometimes the wrong things and right. I don't think Chris Paul should be getting memed especially after um that game one he had when people was definitely talking very highly about oh, Chris right, Paul. Oh right, right, right. People was definitely talking very highly right. and now it's like, oh no, he's just he, he's terrible. Right, right. And you know, it's not like anything super extreme because there have been people like Ben Simmons um recently who have been you know, just getting memed and, you know, flamed um, to a more extreme extent. Right. But, you know, he still is, you know, getting memed, and it's just he doesn't really deserve that. Right. No, I totally agree, man. And like you said, there's so much media, so many different platforms. Everyone's got social media pages of their own, which is inherently a platform, mm-hmm. right? Um, whether 
you you tend to or you choose to listen to it or not is up to you. But yeah, there's so much noise out there, right? right? I just thought that that was crazy. Like you showed me a couple of the memes, um, but then again, I remember going back. I guess it was what six, seven, eight years now to Michael Jordan being memed, and mm-hmm. I'm like, they gonna meme Michael Jordan, arguably yeah. the greatest basketball player of all time, one of the greatest. American athletes of all time, they gonna meet him into this crying face. Yeah. No one's off limits. No mm-hmm. one's off limits, right? Yeah, no one. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. And so you know, you talk about the media. That's our next segment. You put down media, oh media. Wait, hold on, real quick. We just need a quick little Bobby Porter oh, yeah. check. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So last game, uh, nothing too crazy. He might go crazy tonight. Really hoping. Right. Um, yeah, but Bobby Porter, he had nine points, three rebounds. And two steals while shooting 50% from the field. He was three for six. Absolutely. And he came in, and his buckets were timely. Mm-hmm. And his steals were timely. Um, and Drew Holiday also, just we talking about timely. That steal that he had at the end mm-hmm. on Devin Booker, the, the, to be able to locate the ball and then rip it out without fouling mm-hmm. and then throwing that oop to Giannis to get the end one over CP, that's one of the best plays I've seen in finals history. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely going to go down in the history books, you know, the yeah. top, you know, like 50, there's going to be like a top 50 compilation, I'm sure right. that will fall somewhere between like, you know, 30 and like, um, maybe like 15, 10, right. okay. like that. Right, um, yeah, I agree with that, that's a pretty good assessment, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, shout out to OG Bobby Portis, man, because he comes in with timely plays and big energy. Yeah, like my boy THT, yeah. Right, like THT, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on over to the Wizards, THT. Yeah, people say he's not a trade asset. Like, when we talking about, like, players like Dame, Dame Lillard, I'm like, how, like, how is THT not a trade asset? Again, I keep telling my son he's got to get out of some of these. Yeah, so I'm telling my son, you got to get out of these Discord server chat rooms or whatever, because mm-hmm. people just be saying anything. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Just for the clickbait or the likes or just to get a rise out of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, TAC is obviously a very good player. And like mm-hmm. I said, with the Wizards, we would love to have him. He's a very good player. <laughs> so we just hired a new coach. Shout out to Wes Unso Jr. Oh. And all these black coaches that got hired, man, for yeah. real. Oh, yeah, I forgot to put that down in the notes. That's, I, I knew I was forgetting one thing. Hey, it's okay. We'll have to talk about it in the next episode. Right. And so the media, you had spoke about the media earlier, right? Mm-hmm. The media, the first thing that you said is Stephen A. Smith says the Lakers should trade Anthony Davis for Damian Lillard, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that really just plucked your nerve, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, so to the point where you put a whole section about the media, oh, media. Why did that, why did that hit you so hard, especially because we had already talked about Colin Cowherd saying, and I'm like, Colin Cowherd says a lot of wild stuff, but that actually makes sense to me. Because it's just like, you should, like, why would you even, like, do that at this point? <laughs> like, I get it, he was injured for, you know, about half the season. He's always injured. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to say he's always injured. Like, I get it, it was a whole season, but you have to go back and look at last season. Right. And how many games Anthony Davis played. He missed no games in the playoffs. And Anthony Davis, I don't I don't know if Anthony Davis missed like more than five games last season. Well, here. they also had a four month break, right? Yeah. So it's just like at th- like at this point, like what why would the Lakers ever just do that? Like that would just that would just be 
a snake move, in my opinion. <laughs> almost move, that's like, funny. Like, L.A., really, I, I feel like that's just not really it, especially in somewhere like L.A., and I feel like that Anthony Davis is still a really good player and that he, you know, especially fully healthy, I think that he's a better fit for the Lakers. So it's like, you know, it, it would be kind of taking a chance. Right. But it's like there's always something like the trade deadline. Like right. if Anthony Davis has been out for like that's a good point. like twenty games or something or like half or like half the season at that point, then okay, I can't get too mad at y'all at y'all for trading him then. But like right now, if y'all were to trade him like the in the next week or two, then then I'd be like, okay, come on. Like, 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 what, like, and I get what you're saying, but I think to Stephen A's point, and I don't want to give him too much time because Stephen A be wilding sometimes. Um, but he was saying, like, because he, he was saying potential trade partners, mm-hmm. he started off with the Knicks. He was like, Yo, I, you know, Stephen A is from New York, he loves the Knicks, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was like, Yeah, trade, trade, you know, Randall and all these play basically trade like the whole starting five or Damon Lillard, which is obviously crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But he was like, if I were the Lakers, I would be open to doing it. So I don't think he was saying they should actively be seeking it mm-hmm. uh, or pursuing it, but you should be open to it because, like, we're looking at the numbers now. Anthony Davis has never played 82 games in a season. He's never, back in 2016, 2017, and 2017, 2018, he played 75 games in each of those seasons. Other than that, the most games he's played is 68. I mean, right? I, like, I, mean, I understand that. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you have to say that he's kind of not the healthiest guy. I mean, he's not, and we and we know that. For right? the most we, part. Know we know that. we know that, and you know this, man. Yeah, but I think especially if the Lakers can get a good, you know, night a good like one or two um rim protectors, you know, mm-hmm. like a Dwight Howard, you know, like a JaVale McGee, like we did last year. Then I think that Anthony Davis won't have to do as much defensively because you saw it. You you saw it. When we went out there with without Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. we got blown out by the Suns. Yeah. And that's because it just left such a huge crater right. <laughs> in our defense. Not a whole crater. Crater and our offense. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. Anthony Davis is without a doubt a top three two way player in the league. Yeah. Last year I think you and me had called him the best two way player in the league. Yeah. I think I think I think we had LeBron one in AD two. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's great. Le- and he fit, he compliments LeBron perfectly. Yeah, well I'm not saying LeBron is a uh necessarily a two way player. No, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like I think we had him at you know, LeBron was the best player in the league and then A D was like second best. Yeah. So I think that at this point it's just like it's not great to do it's not really you shouldn't really want to do that right now. Like, if the Blazers offer something like that, I would not do that right now if I'm the Lakers. But yeah, see how stuff goes, like, at the trade deadline. You know, you see what happened with the Nets. Um, they hadn't got hard until, like, later in the season. Right. Um, that obviously kind of, like, didn't really work out the way they would have wanted it right. to. Right, right. But at the same time, it's like you always – I feel like you got to give it some time. Yeah, I mean – in under normal circumstances, I would never suggest trading away Anthony Davis because mm-hmm. he's that good, right? Mm-hmm. But these are not normal circumstances because LeBron James is going into his nineteenth season. I get it, and that's there. There has to be a sense of urgency there, mm-hmm. right? 
because LeBron is as great as he is, as ridiculously, you know, meticulous as he is about taking care of his body. Mm-hmm. Father Time is undefeated, man. Right. So it's like he has what? One, maybe two more really good seasons. I can't think that he has a great season past his 20th. So he could be good, right? Mm-hmm. But he can't be the man in season 21, right? Right. So it's like if you got one, maybe two more years of prime-ish LeBron, mm-hmm. then you have to maximize that. And so that's why I think Colin Cowher and Stephen A. Smith were saying, you know, you got to move with a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. I don't think they'll trade him. Like you said, I think it would be kind of a snake move because they did so much to get AD. He then helps them win the title. Uh, he's with Clutch Sports with LeBron and them. I don't think they're going to move him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure that Damian Lillard is going to be moved because, like you were saying earlier, he like there hasn't been a lot of direct reporting of things that he said. There's been a lot of speculation. Mm-hmm. And I don't see why Portland would move him right now unless they could get an AD caliber player. And I just don't see that type of player out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, another player that's been getting talked about a lot as far as trades is Big Ben Simmons. Right. Right? But the reporting is, the assumptive reporting, is that there are not a lot of takers for his contract. Yeah. Because he's a max contract player, and if anything, his trade value just got, like, super lowered or significantly lowered mm-hmm. because of what happened in this past year's playoffs. Yeah. Do you think that Ben Simmons will be back with Philly next year, or do you think they're going to move on from him? At, at this point, um, I remember watching this thing. Um, a Philly fan was saying like how he had never in his life seen a player's trade value just <laughs> diminish just right. so fast. Just plummeted, right? Yeah, just completely just went all the way downhill, just rock bottom pretty right. much. <laughs> right, wow. Be- and um, he he was pretty mad as well. I can imagine. Um, yeah. Um, you if you were just listening to the audio, I don't know if you'd be able to tell, mm-hmm. but it's like you you could obviously you know see visually that he was pretty upset, right, and frustrated right. as I would as well. Right. Um, but I think that Ben Simmons, I I don't really see him getting traded. Right. Um. Me neither. Yeah. Because because just like. Who who's gonna take him? It's like oh my like, goodness! Like who's gonna take him? We were talking about the Warriors maybe taking them earlier in the year, and that didn't happen. Right. And now it's just at this point, like you just saw what he went out there and did. Like Ben Simmons has to prove himself. Yeah. Yeah. Which sounds crazy for a former number one pick who is a max player on a really good Philly team, mm-hmm. right? Like it sounds crazy, but you're absolutely right, and. I yeah I don't know anywhere that he would fit in. I mean, there are places that he would fit in, but from a contractual standpoint, I mean, mm-hmm. like who would take that on? Man, he's a max, he's getting paid max dollars, mm-hmm. so you'd have to trade him either for another max player or for a collection of players and picks. Right. And I just don't see who would be willing to do that. Yeah. Right for a six ten point guard who cannot shoot. Yeah. Uh... I honestly think he has to be moved to, like, a different position. Yeah, you've been saying that. You said power forward. Yeah, power forward. Like, you're six foot ten, and 
you know, like I like I said before, not everyone can be like a Magic Johnson type of player. Right, like no one can be Magic Johnson. Yeah, right. No, no <laughs> like one. Th- can his be name, Magic. they literally call him Magic Johnson. Yeah, when I look at Ben Simmons, I don't see any magic. So. <laughs> oh wow. I, uh, that was like a little pun right there. When you look at Ben Simmons, you don't see any magic? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, like, you know, the passes, it's not like he's making these crazy passes. It's not like he's even getting these, like, crazy triple doubles. Right. Which, you know, you're a six foot ten point guard. Like, I've seen Russell Westbrook this year get, like, crazier stat lines than yeah. Ben Simmons has. That's I've seen a good him point. get, like, 30 and, like, nearly 20 and 20. Yeah. Like, that's a great you know, point. Something like that. Um, you know, he does play very good defense. He's I will a very say good that. Defender. I will yes. say that. But, you know, it's just like I don't think that like he he plays good defense especially like kind of on like almost the run 1 through 5. The 5 kind of depends who it is. Right. You know, he can guard like a primary ball handler. Right. And um almost whoever it is really. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like on offense. It's like his defense his defense can't make up for how bad of a shooter he is and yeah. how incomplete his game is on offense. Yeah. Especially not in today's league. Right. No, I totally agree. Not in today's league. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think Philly can trade him, nor do I think they should trade him. Yeah. I think, like you had said this, and Uncle Lenny had said this, shout out to Coach Myers, that uh, he needs to get in the gym with lethal shooter, right? DMV guy goes around teaching people how to shoot, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, he don't even need lethal shooter. He yeah. just needs to get someone to help him tuck his elbow in mm-hmm. and shoot a thousand shots a day. That's yeah. it. To get to the point where he can physically perform the act of shooting a jump shot. Because it's not hyperbole, in my opinion, or sicing it, as we say in the DMV, to say he literally cannot perform the act of shooting a basketball. Because yeah. when you shoot 31% or 32% from the free throw line in a playoff series, that's beyond being a bad shooter. That's a non-shooter. Yeah. I've never even heard of that level of percentage, especially from a perimeter player. Yeah, that's actually a record. I'm pretty sure he shot like 34%, um, and Shaq has shot like 37%. Right, right. That's, like, a, that's another thing the Philly fan brought up. Right. Um, yeah, he was like, he was like, um, Shaq probably thought that that record would never be broken. Right, and he right. he was like, hang on, Shaq, I got this. Right. And then, you know, just right. went out there. 34% from a point guard. Yeah. Um, supposed to be a premier point guard. Yeah. I never really believed he was one. Yeah. But dudes just get so overpaid. Like, people are so <laughs> oh quick. Goodness. People are so quick to just hit that max contract and, you know, whatnot. Just, we need to stop that, first of all. Oh, my and goodness. Just, like, you know, we need to sometimes take a step back, yeah. you know, as just, you know, humanity, really. Oh, my goodness. And it... And, you know, it kind of shows, especially because of how quick people are to stamp some Like, like Chris Paul, they, you know, was like, oh, he's like top five point guards that right. game one. And now it's just like, you know, he's terrible. And getting memed. Yeah, right? getting memed, you right. know. So, you know, that definitely has something. Yeah. No, I mean, you raised some, some great points. And, you know, it speaks to, like we always talk about, the lack of skill development mm-hmm. um, from the organizational side. Because, like, how do you have a player with Ben Simmons' natural ability for five years? One of those years, he sat out the whole year. Mm-hmm. And his elbow is still cocked all the way out. Like, that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Right? Like, so, that, like his shooting form is a 90-degree angle. Right. <laughs> right. Like, that's what we have to realize. <laughs> oh, 
Like, <laughs> like and there people are questioning like what hand should he shoot with? Like I heard people like on ESPN and NBA TV legitimately asking that question, like maybe he should shoot with his right hand. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean that's pretty I, bad. I can't really say that they're wrong. <laughs> but that's that's my point. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem, right? Five years in the league, people shouldn't be asking that question, right? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, we'll we'll see. I guess that segment shouldn't have been <laughs> about the media so much as about potential trades. Um let's jump into to Team USA because they took back-to-back L's to start off their exhibition series against Nigeria and Australia, but then they came back and they beat, uh, they got back-to-back wins versus Argentina and Spain. Mm-hmm. However, Kevin Love left Team USA, not being for uh, a calf injury, wasn't able to come back from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, replaced with Javel McGee, who I actually people were like making jokes. I'm like, I think that's a good. Pickup, to be honest, yeah, because it gives them a certain level of athleticism and verticality that they need. Yeah, like right? who's gonna guard him? Right. Well, yeah. I don't know about guarding him, but he's gonna block shots. He's gonna run the rim. Mm-hmm. He's gonna rebound, and he's gonna be able to catch lobs. Kevin Love's not catching a lob. I've never seen Kevin Love catch a lob. No, right? oh, I've seen him one time do that. But yeah, so I mean, he's a he's more of a stretch four, like you said in the last episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Bill, that hurt. Yeah. He's ruled out. Because mm-hmm. of COVID protocols, health and safety protocols. Right. I'm like, that sucks. Yeah. About to see my DMV guy get out, go out there and get busy. So I feel bad for him. Um, he's replaced by Keldon Johnson. Who is that? I don't even know who that is. He plays with the Spurs. Um, he um he was playing for them. Um, kind of as just like a a filler. Like you know. There, okay. There was um obviously three players that haven't been playing. Um, that's Drew Holiday, uh, Chris Middleton, and D Book. Right. Um, but he got promoted. Oh, okay. You know, since Bradley Beal went out, and he actually played a pretty good game. Um, he had ten points in the third quarter alone, fifteen for the game, and then against he, who? Against Spain or Argentina? Spain, and then uh-huh. he shot seven for he shot seven or nine from the field, and that kind of was the the fuel that um, right. Team USA needed to beat. Spain, because I think it was a pretty tight game. It was. They were down eight or nine in the first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or at some point in the first half. Yeah. I think they started to come back. And then Keldon Johnson kind of helped them extend the lead a little bit. Got you. Know, you. in a couple threes. And, Got um, you. Yeah, just doing his thing. So he seems like he's not a bad pickup. But at the same time, like we said, with them dudes from Team USA, they like to shoot the ball a lot. So I I just don't know. Like, that can go any way. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, look, we just talked about organizations not developing their players. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Spurs. Mm-hmm. For developing players, right, you know, and helping them, helping good players, so helping good players become solid players, or solid players become good players, and then good players become great players. I don't know if I said that right, but wow, <laughs> you think about this this guy Keldon Johnson. Mm-hmm. You think about obviously the greats like Tim Duncan, Dave Robinson, right? Manu Ginobili, Manu Ginobili. But then you think about like a Tony Parker, mm-hmm. Patty Mills, who cooked for a team Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kawhi Leonard, right? Like these mm-hmm. guys, they're they're developing. They're making sure they maximize their players. Right. So shout out to them. Um, Jeremy Grant, another DMV dude though, under health and safety protocols. Even though he's not ruled out. Yeah. I'm like, what are they doing to my DMV guys, man? Yeah, they obviously have some um, bias. Right. Um, Kobe's or, got a bias towards our DMV guys. Yeah, and um, they're doing something in Las Vegas that's. Um, oh my goodness. You know, getting them. 
put under these health health and safety protocols. Right, right. And uh, it's not fair, so that needs to change. Right, that needs to change. <laughs> Yo, so look, we go into our third segment, or actually, this is our fourth segment. So, last week, instead of bank robbers, we did bank tellers. Mm-hmm. This week, are we back to bank robbers? I kind of did, like, as in the notes, I kind of put it as bank robbers slash tellers. Right, I see that. So, so whatever. Do you mind going first? Because I'm not sure. I see who you have here, but I'm not sure if he's a bank robber or a bank teller. I'm guessing bank robber, but I'm not sure. Yeah, so for my bank robber, we have Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> so, he is a bank robber, okay? Please, mm-hmm. break this down for me. So, it's just Stephen A. Smith, like, I don't know if you're trying to, like, scare me or anything. Or, like, you know, <laughs> just kind of, just be what what are, what do you call it just uh i don't know what what they call it like he he want to initiate things okay um yeah <laughs> he's trying or, to intimidate you no an instigator he's an instigator <laughs> yeah he he wants this he wants this to happen and i don't you talking about this trade yeah this trade okay between ad and or between portland and la for ad and dame yeah and it's just like no, like we don't, we don't want this. Like, right? Please stop. Stop even putting that out there in the ethos, huh? Yeah, just, just don't do it. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't really have much to say outside of that, <laughs> besides stop. Um, but you know, Ad, you're a great player, and we want to keep you. As of right now, we need you to, you know, get back into, you know, get healthy, and you know, well, he's in good shape. I can't really say he's in bad shape because he's in pretty good shape but you know he just needs to be able to stay healthy right and uh i know that he'll he will have some sense of urgency and that he probably already does right now like as we're speaking you know he probably is really trying to make sure that going into next season and getting injured a lot um even with even with how much he does right you know on both ends of the floor um and uh yeah that's all i really have to say (laughs) all right well Stephen a smith Gets the the unwelcome title of bank robber for you. Yeah. For me, I'm gonna give someone a bank teller. Okay. I'm gonna name them a bank teller, um, and that's gonna be Coach Mike Boonhoser, oh. because I've been extremely critical of him all season. Mm-hmm. I actually am on the record saying that if the Bucks like did not make it to the finals, I thought that he would get fired. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, you got this 60 win team with the Hawks back in the day. Then you got the Bucks, and they've been a 60-win team before, but they just kind of flame out. And yeah. he wasn't making, to me, what seemed to be obvious adjustments. Mm. And so we talked about it earlier with the way they were guarding the, the double ball screen or the stagger ball screen, however you want to call it, right. against Phoenix. Um, having Giannis bring the ball up the court too much and penetrating, trying to penetrate with the dribble as opposed to penetrating with the pass, which the, the in, initial... Or the original, I guess, Isaiah Thomas said this the other night after the Bucks won their third game in a row. He said the to penetrate the defense doesn't always have to be with the dribble. You can penetrate the defense with a pass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we've been saying this for so long. Right. Um, but Coach Mike Boonhoser finally got the memo. Um, and then also picking Chris Paul up three-quarters court. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And even playing Brooke Lopez at more appropriate times. Right. Not playing him for long stretches of time, bringing, uh, being quick to bring in OG Bobby Portis a little bit quicker. Right. He's just been coaching a lot better. Yeah. Because to me, the narrative was in the first few games, Monty Williams is out coaching Coach Bud hands down. He's coaching circles around him, right? Right. And even on, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before, 
I gave the folks who vote on Coach of the Year bank robbers. It was two episodes ago because I said Monty Williams should have easily won Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. But Coach Boonehoser, you know, he's won Coach of the Year, I think, once or twice, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. And he's really stepping his game up. So I got to give him the bank teller, man, because Milwaukee looks really, really good right now. Yeah, and this actually might be, like, the first series that we've seen so far where Phoenix is actually, I feel, I, I feel like, Monty Williams is actually being outcoached because he Ooh. he definitely Ooh. he definitely outcoached Frank Vogel, right? Which I was very mad about because <laughs> right? I, I I think I was thinking highly of Frank Vogel before that. You were but now I you know have to you know kind of now, take now a, you about to meme him. No 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 it's, a, it's it's just a step back. He is still <laughs> he he's still part of the Lakers organization, so you know I can't meme him. Right right. Um <laughs> yeah, and then I think they played Denver. And you know they they swept Denver, so obviously, yeah, obviously, right. you know, was out coaching Mike Malone, and then they played the Clippers, and I feel like I feel like it was a pretty like because obviously I think Phoenix had the better team overall, mm-hmm. especially with Kawhi going right, out, right? But I think Monty Williams just narrowly like just just kind of out coached Tyron Lue by a little bit, right? I agree with that, yeah, because just like. I only say a little bit because Kawhi went out and then for Paul George to have to kind of make that adjustment and then, you know, for Tyron Lue to have to make the adjustment with no Kawhi, who is probably the best two-way, or besides Giannis, probably the best two-way player in the league right now. Right. It's like, yeah, that's kind of tough. So Yeah. Yeah, and then obviously you see now Mike Budenholzer, who I would have never thought would have (laughs) been out-coaching Monty Williams. Right, right. Just, you know, doing his thing. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because I like Monty Williams a lot. Mm. I don't know if I can say Coach Bud is out coaching him, but he's made the necessary adjustments. Mm-hmm. And when you are a team like Phoenix does not have great athletes outside of DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. Like Booker, CP at this stage where he doesn't have elite quickness anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Crowder. And Mikael Bridges, those are all very good players, mm-hmm. right? But I don't think they, like, wow you with their athleticism. Right. Even my man Cam Johnson, even though he dunked on P.J. Tucker, like, as violently as possible, mm-hmm. he's not, like, a crazy athlete, right? Mm-hmm. And so they rely a lot on creating open shots or hitting a lot of contested shots. Right. And Milwaukee has committed to, okay, we're going to make sure that we're very disciplined on defense. We don't gamble unless we know we can get the steal. Mm-hmm. Um, we rotate properly. And you're just going to have to keep hitting tough shots over us. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a good strategy, right? Devin mm-hmm. Booker, okay, if you can hit me with five dribbles and a step back in my face with a hand up without me fouling you and putting you on the line, then so be it. Mm-hmm. And so far, Devin Booker has back-to-back 40-point games and two L's. Yeah, so, nice. Yeah, I th- stop. So, yeah, I don't know if I can say he's out coaching Monty Williams, but Monty Williams definitely needs to find a way to not get eliminated tonight. Yeah, um, I have a little bit of a different opinion on that, just because you consider how many adjustments I think um, Coach Bud has made. Right. Um, But, yeah. But to me, they were obvious adjustments. So that's why I'm not giving them too much credit, right? Yeah, I give him. He gets the bank teller right, but I'm like, some of this was kind of obvious. It, it right? was obvious, but it's one of them three games in a row. Hey, look, my son shut me up on that. I ain't got nothing else to say. So, hey, look, 
with that being said, it's time for the final and most famous segment of our podcast. Yeah or nah. All right. So first question, the most obvious. Yeah or nah, will the Bucks win it all tonight? Uh, I'm going to go with yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's wow. very hard to bounce back from losing three games in a row after you won two. Um, only time I can really, like, remember that happening is um, obviously with the Heat mm-hmm. and the Celtics um, because LeBron turned into... Um, Thanos? Thanos. <laughs> yeah, like, he really did, like, some like different happen yeah um and i don't know if anyone does that i do think booker will put on a put on a show tonight i think he'll perform and i think that the suns are gonna have some fight and i can definitely see them winning like yeah there is it's not over for the suns like they can definitely win this but i just think that they can't stop Giannis. yeah and i think that he's just gonna there's gonna be so much attention on him defensively and then um, Middleton and Drew Holiday, as of right now, are hot right yeah, now. Yeah, they are. So I think that, you know, I, I've got to go with the Bucks. Yeah. Especially because the Bucks are at home. Yeah, I and I, you know, it pains me because I really want to see CP get one. Um, and he's getting towards the, the twilight of his career. And I like Monty Williams. And I like Devin Booker as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think it's over tonight like, for the reasons that you just said. Uh, the Bucks are at home. Uh, Giannis is the best player on the court. And he's the best athlete on the court mm-hmm. and probably the best defender on the court. Mm-hmm. So they got all that wrapped into one. Um, they're they're extremely focused. I'm sure Giannis has heard all of the criticism from folks like myself who are like, oh, you just need to wall up on Giannis and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's heard all of that. And like I said earlier, hearing him in his, his post-game press conferences, you can tell he's matured a lot. Mm-hmm. He's just very, very, very focused. Um yeah, and to get his first ring and guys like Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, PJ Tucker, I'm sure they all want that that first ring. So yeah, I'm going with you. I think the Bucks went at home tonight um, in a really, really, really good game though. Because mm-hmm. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Monty Williams, these guys are not laying down at all. Yeah, but Suns out of here. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you're talking about Giannis Richard. I obviously haven't really. So <laughs> that's funny. Hey, look, you on your way, son. So look. <laughs> You just said it. If the Bucks are going to win the championship tonight, right? You said Suns out of here. Mm-hmm. That means CP is not going to win the championship. So, yeah. yeah or nah, will CP3 ever win a championship if they don't win it this year? You know, I think that Chris Paul, if they win it this year, I think that his career, like I don't think he'll try to almost extend his career in a way. But I know that Chris Paul definitely wants a championship. Like, he he might want a championship badly more than anyone, maybe besides the Bucks players. Like, if if the Bucks win tonight, I know Chris Paul has to want want to win a championship more than like anyone I can I can really think of. Right. Because of just how close he's been. Right. Or like well, even just like getting to the finals really, because of how close he's been to really just kind of at least making it here. Right. Um, but um yeah, I think that it's just... Yeah, answer the question. Bro. Oh, yeah. If, if I, I think that if they lose tonight, I don't know that um, Chris Paul will ever win a championship, so I'm going to say nah. Yeah, man. And it hurts me. I'm also going to say nah. I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he's, you know, 16 years 
in the league, 16 or 7, I think it's 16 years in the league. Mm. And like I said, people would say, oh, Chris Paul is as good as he was 10 years. No, he he's not as quick. Because when people say that, it shows me that they didn't watch Chris Paul 10 years ago. Yeah. Because Chris Paul 10 years ago was lightning quick. Yeah. Like he dunked on Dwight Howard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and was just amazing. And he's still an amazing, amazing player, ambassador mm-hmm. of the game and all that. But yeah, I think if they don't, if they can't find a way to turn it around uh, tonight and then on Thursday and win the championship, I don't think he ever wins one because, like you said earlier, a lot of teams are going to be reloading next year, fully healthy. The Warriors are going to be making some moves up. Um, yeah, so I just I don't see it happening, unfortunately. I'd love to see him win it, but I, I don't see it happening. Yeah, um, dang, like, he, he did dunk on Dwight Howard. He did. I, I remember that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he came off a screen, turned the corner, and went up and took off and dunked on Dwight Howard off one leg. That's yeah. unbelievable. It's one of the most unbelievable plays ever. Yeah, I mean, right? like, he's, like, he's literally, like, a foot shorter than That's him. what I'm saying. Like, he, like, he has to, first of all, jump up, like, a foot, you know, just to kind of get over Dwight Howard. Exactly. And then he's got to get to the rim and dunk it on him and... Yeah, and it's like it's not like it was the meanest play. It's not like he dunked on Dwight Howard's face because I, I, I think that Chris Paul would honestly, like, something bad would happen if he actually tried to really poster Dwight Howard. Right, right. Like, if he's just standing there. Yeah. It, really, if anyone. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, but... um, But it was more yeah. so about him beating him to the rim. Yeah. Like I said, you watch the play, he comes off a screen, a high, high ball screen, mm-hmm. turns the corner, takes one more dribble, and then just takes off. Chris Paul is not a big person. Yeah. You know, you could be six feet tall and still be, like, big, you know, strong. Like, someone like Baron Davidson, obviously, he was, like, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, mm-hmm. but he was bigger. Mm-hmm. So, him dunking on people made a little more sense, right? Because he just had a huskier build. Or, like, AI who had super long arms, Yeah. right? But Chris Paul, is, he doesn't have super long arms, and he's not super big. So, yeah. the fact that he had the quickness and the precision to be able to make that type of play... That's yeah. a different level of explosiveness. That if he had that level of explosiveness now, Drew Holiday is not picking him up full court. Yeah, like Dwight Howard, he's he like is maybe in the top three of most like athletic centers of all time. Yeah, I think Wilt's definitely like one. Right, like him and Shaq. So yeah, that's yeah. a good point. All right, and so last one, and we kind of touched on it earlier. Would the Lakers trade AD for Damian Lillard? I'm going to say no, nah. Man, I'm no. going to say nah. Like, no no way you could do that. I no. could, see, listen, if he starts, like, missing a lot of games again and it gets to, like, the trade deadline, I think, yeah, I could, I, I could maybe see it happening. But I'm not, I'm not going to say, like, for sure that happens. Right. Like, I could see maybe it happening. Yeah. But it's like, you know... It's just that big of a trade as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, that like that's a lot the Lakers are giving up, especially because you said it. Like, Damian Lillard is not a great defender, or no, he's not, not. He's not really a good defender. No. He, like he was getting cooked by Ricky Rubio. Right. The other <laughs> right. day. So. Right. Oh my God! Just yeah. throwing shots at Ricky Rubio, and I and I like Damian Lillard a lot, but I've said it many times. Before people can say, oh, I need a trade, you can, people can ask for a trade anytime they want. But before fans should, before fans start suggesting that someone get traded, to me, I'm always like, let's look at the player. Mm-hmm. And our, where, where do maybe they have some deficiencies? Yeah. And even though I said he talks crazy earlier, but Stephen A. Smith brought it up. He said, 
Damian Lillard and uh, CJ McCollum are great guards, but they can be liabilities on defense. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And I watch the games, and I'm like, yeah, he's out of position. Or, yeah, he could have offered more resistance on that drive. He didn't need to die on that screen. Mm-hmm. Right? He's just he's not a great defender. He's a great shot maker. Seems like a great dude overall, like a, a real one for real. Mm-hmm. But if I'm being objective, I'm like, yeah, he's not a very good defender. Right. Um, and so, no, I don't think they'll make the trade uh, – yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, uh, crazy. Yeah, I think Chauncey Billups is going to be, you know, definitely advocating to keep uh, Damian Lillard in his first year as coach there. And I yeah. think that AD, like you said earlier, if the Lakers can get an athletic center mm-hmm. to take some of that wear and tear off of him, I think he just, he fits perfectly with LeBron. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Lakers, please get Dwight Howard back. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. They definitely should do that. Yeah. And so, uh, with that said, man, you know we both said we both agreed on all of our yeah or nahs. The Bucks win tonight. CP never wins a ring. Sorry, CP. And the Lakers do not trade Anthony Davis for Damian Lillard. Right. So why don't you go ahead and take us home, man? All right. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Hoop Life with Sean Sean podcast, episode twenty three of season two. Wow, it's almost time for a new season, really. I know, right? It's crazy. Yeah, that kind of flew by kind of fast. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Point God versus Greek God is also a title. I just had to bring that up. I don't know if I always bring that up, but I had to <laughs> this time at least. If you haven't already, make sure you go over to our podcast. Rate us five stars as always. Um, write us a comment. Just let us know anything. Just really anything that you would like to let us know. Um, Suggestions, what you like about the podcast, what you didn't like, anything. Like I said... Um, go over to our IG page, page at its. Yeah, so just go over to our IG page at official hoop life. I think it's is it at the official hoop life dot com. It might be at well, it's at the official hoop life on IG. Mhm. Yeah. So, just make sure you go over there, and uh, we're on all podcast platforms. So wherever you get your podcast from, we will be there, and you will see us. So um, you hear we, us. Huh? You'll hear us, not see us. Or you'll hear us, and we will um, give you guys good content. Yeah. That, <laughs> I don't know how I was going with that. <laughs> That's okay, son. Yeah. But uh, anyways, from our family to yours, peace. Peace. Have a good day.